0: My darling girl, when are you going to understand that being normal is not necessarily a virtue? It rather denotes a lack of courage.
1: You've just entered the cool friend hour.
0: everybody do you like midnight margaritas and getting caught in the rain do you throw spilled salt over your shoulder and plant rosemary by your garden gate well then you're in the right place welcome to the ghoul friend hour i'm your host morgan fezza let's get weird <coughs> Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Ghoul Friend Hour. Um, I have an awesome guest today with some really, really neat firsthand accounts and experiences with the supernatural. Um, his name is Kurt Main, and he is going to share with us some really, really neat experiences and stories. So Kurt, I'm going to pass the torch to you if you want to introduce yourself.
1: Thank you, Morgan. Uh, my name is Kurt Main. At present I'm living in Taos, New Mexico. Uh, Nobody should move here. Before that, (laughs) I lived in Las Vegas, Nevada where everybody should live. And prior to that, where I'm from is Oakland, California. Actually, most of my life has been, was spent in Oakland. And uh, that's where things started out for me was Oakland. They kind of increased in Vegas and they've been pretty intense out here in Taos. Because New Mexico is a hotbed. I mean, this is like, this is weirdness central. I think there's like an area that goes from maybe Utah through Nevada, um, Arizona, and out here, and into Texas, which is just loaded with uh, UFO, alien stuff, and like what you call it, weirdness, because that's exactly what I call it, because that's what it is. It's just it's it, it, it's kind of weird, but for people like you and me, weird is normal. So you know, it's like yeah. Anyway,
0: yeah, so go back to pardon me. I said full of the stuff we love, right? Yeah, the
1: stuff we love. Oh, I love it. Normal life to me is so boring. Mundane. I mean, it, it is so mundane. I just like, oh my god, when is something going to happen again? And uh, I have long breaks in my activity. I'll have a cluster of it. I find this is common with a lot of people. There'll be a cluster of stuff. And then I can go a month, two months with nothing at all. And then back they come. And I'm like you, a sensitive. So it doesn't matter where you move. It doesn't matter where you are. I could move to Jupiter and my friends would come with me. I have no doubt. It doesn't matter. So anyway, get back on track. I was raised in Oakland. Uh, Single mom raised me. Raised in East Oakland, kind of hoodie. But it was cool. I loved it. I, didn't, I had no problems. And like I said, it was just me and my mom. My sister had moved out. Uh, my grandmother, who was my other best friend of my life, had passed away. So it's just me and my mom. Yeah, I was sad. She was a doll. And that actually was okay. I, I jump around a lot. So get ready. When yeah, I, no,
0: you're good. You're good. I
1: came home. <laughs> I was in high school. I came home and my grandmother was having a heart attack. And my mom tells me, my God, you know what? She's trying to get an ambulance to come. No ambulance to come because we don't have the right insurance. And it started my kind of hatred of the medical community. Anyway, so she says, Well, can you go check on grandma? So I go in the room and I take my grandma's pulse. I'm the last family member to ever touch her. And she had passed away. Okay. So from that moment on, my hands, both hands, just smell of this incredibly strong sweetness and kind of like perfume on acid I mean really really strong and it's all over my hands and I'm going you know I just thought I'd never touched anybody passed away again so I, I thought well this maybe this is normal so the next morning the family all came over in a sad moment and I mentioned to my mom well you know The smell, what what do you think it is? And she looks at me, what smell? And I said, you don't smell anything? She says, no. I said, smell my hands. She couldn't smell anything. And I smell my hands and it's just like, oh my God. So I was supposed to go play baseball for high school that, that day. And I said, I can't go play mom. She says, no, your grandmother knew how much you loved baseball. So you should go. So, okay, so I go, I play baseball and the smell is gone after playing baseball and I came home and the smell would pass intermittently for days. My mom tells me it passed her in the bathtub. She says it was incredibly pungent, so strong. And uh, that was it. The last time I smelt her, I believe, believe it or not, was in my geometry class in high school. My grandmother was there with me and I smelt it again. And then I didn't smell it for years, but now I'll get it passed by me for years and years. Now I'll have something passed by me, incredibly strong and incredibly sweet. I don't think it's my grandmother. I just think it's the smell I get of death and other people have reported this. I don't know if you've ever smelled anything like that.
0: That's so that's actually what I was going to say is a lot of the times they say it is the essence of death, um, that it's this beautifully pungent sweet smell um and it's the soul's essence so it's funny because they do say that if you can smell death um a lot of the times you are clairsentient so i think that that's really neat that you had that experience because um i have yet to have anybody on here that's had that experience um that i can relate to so it's it's really neat that that you're able to share that um because i do think you know, I was saying to my husband the other day, um, sensitives have different abilities and I feel like we all experience our specialties differently. Um, and for me, like one of the things that I was asking, um, my husband is, you know, when our daughter gets sick, do you ever like smell anything like weird? Or I said, I know it's going to sound really strange, but I can pick up sickness. Um, and I had this conversation with multiple people because I wanted to see if it was just something uh, peculiar to maybe my, my sensitivities and my senses, um, or if other people had experienced this phenomenon. Um, and so I kind of went down a little bit of a rabbit hole and, um, you know, I had already known about the death smell, but I never knew that sensitives also when you're clairsentient can pick up certain diseases and sicknesses. Um, and when I shared this with my mother, she said she was able to smell, um, certain diseases on people and she thought it was something just particular to her. Um, and so I just think that's a really neat experience. Um, to have because i never thought of it beyond you know the sense of death um but apparently a lot of people who have special abilities can smell all different kinds of things when they're clairsentient so i wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of uh, your experience
1: yep the la- one of the well i actually i've had it out here sitting where i'm sitting this one part of the area we live in or this house um i've had a lot of stuff right where i'm talking to you now I've had a lot of stuff happen while sitting in this chair. And I don't know if it's the exact location here. Here and outside in the driveway outside. Uh, I've had a lot of stuff happen. This place is loaded. But anyway, back we go to Little Kurt. Um <laughs> but I was in Oakland. My grandmother had passed away, so it's just me and my mom. Um, and it was a summer night. Uh might've been my senior year, might've been beginning of college, Is right around there. Um, and it was like any other night, went to bed, blah, 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 blah. walked over my red shag carpet in my bedroom. Oh, that was so pimp. I
0: love it. it. I love I loved
1: it. it. Oh, I love <laughs> that thing. <laughs> With my, all my disco things. Oh man, I, yeah. Anyway, so I'm late, I go to bed and I wake up at I don't know what time, middle of the night, and I hear cats howling. Only they sounded like they're a million miles away. It was the most bizarre sound, but it was definitely the sound of a cat or cats, multiple cats. So we lived there's a like a an alley between us and the apartment building next door. So I opened it up and I'm not gonna scream because you know we're talking middle of the night here, and in my neighborhood, not a good idea. So I opened up the window and I I hissed and I spit, believe it or not. I mean, so I just I thought something to do. So <laughs> Suddenly silent. The cat stop. And I go, oh, okay. And then I'm let out of my bedroom. Like I should just go climb back in bed. in the middle of the night for God's sakes. But no, I walk across and to this, I've re, I've relived this night so many times. I mean, you can't, I can't tell you how many times, thousands of times. I can still feel the shag carpet on my feet as I'm walking out. I can feel myself touching the bedroom door. I open it up. I come out into the living room and I look down the house. It was like an old Victorian, it was cool house. I look down um, through the kitchen, a, down the back hallway, and my mom's bedroom was back there, which is actually kind of an important part of the story. I my mean, mom and I were, she's the best friend of my life. So she's there, and I look out six pane wind. it was a, wind, a, a door with six pane glasses <laughs> six pane glass and I see these bright shimmering lights like incredibly bright shimmering lights I'm not gonna what the hell so I look to the side and I, I don't hold a lot back because you're gonna find out I look to the side well next door we had a house of ill repute wonderful area a whorehouse next door and I look over I look over and the lights are all on in the house because, you know, they're like 7-Eleven. They ain't never closed. So <laughs> the lights are all on. I'm looking over at it. I start pinching myself in the arm. I slap myself in the face to prove that I'm awake. This isn't a dream. I'm awake. And I look out at this thing. And the next thing I remember for 20 years is standing at the foot of my bed I turn a clock that's sitting next to my bed sideways. I had the wherewithal to do that, and I turn it sideways. And I think to myself, "I'm doing this so I know this really happened." Climb in bed, bang, out like a light. wasn't scared at all, not at all. Within, I don't know how much time, I have this horrible nightmare, the first of <laughs> thousands I've had, and in this. I walk out the front door of the house. We had a big palm tree out there. I walk out the front door. This is a dream. I walk out the front door and the palm tree's blowing like mad. The leaves are everywhere. And I know that mankind has done themselves in. I'm the only person left alive on planet Earth. And I wake up, and I'm hyperventilating.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And I go, and bang, go right back to sleep. Oh, my God. Next night, we had a little family dinner. My sister, who I've never been what you might call close to, is there. I tell my sister and my mom and my uncle what happened. My sister says, it's a dream. It's a dream. I said, no, nah, it, it was, wasn't a dream. It was a dream. <clears throat> and I kind of buried it. You know, I kind of buried it because, you know, you felt I was young and I felt like an idiot. You know, I, even though I know this is not a dream. So I'm going to go fast forward just to finish this segment um, to 20 years later, I became part of a abductee group in Sacramento, California. And Richard Boylan, who's done a lot of stuff with with UFOs and everything, um, was ahead of it. Well, to get into the group, you had to be regressed. Now, I had been regressed by a number of almost everyone was a woman. He's the first guy to do it. And I did have memories. I had memories of walking in the Oakland Hills with Greys. I had memories of uh, seeing a ship in a field in Oakland. Um, but I could never get past standing there looking out the window. So with him, I don't know how he did it. He used the old pencil going back and forth. Look at the tip of the pencil. And and I was out like bang, I'm easy to hypnotize. And I, it's, it's funny because I'm one of these that has to be in control. I hate being drunk. I've never been high. I just hate not being in control. So I'm surprised with hypnosis. I can go out like you know, like you like you see on TV. So anyway, it's like wow. And through that, I'm standing in front of I, I what I see in my mind is a, is a cinder block that I've got to get past. That I've got to get past. I've seen it before and I could never get past it. It stopped. I'm sure this is probably their their work they're very good at making you forget that's that's their trademark and that is indeed true i'm standing there and i walk to the back of the house i come to the window the door i pass through the door i don't open it i pass through the door which i have since you know found out to be a lot of people a lot of other abductees. we all have common threads the, the experience might be a little different but there's common threads which is wonderful because it it it, help, it helps us all so much sorry so i went through and i'm standing on the top of the porch in the backyard i look down the stairs and i'm once again i'm not i, I can't swear by everything here being verbatim as to what it was because they're really good at making your memory just you're not going to remember this the and scrambles
0: um, at,
1: they scramble again like in men in black when they did a
0: little
1: <laughs> did the flashy well that's real trust me i had never, never saw a little flashy flashy but they are they are so good at it. I mean, that, that's their that's a trick. So I go down the stairs following him. He looked like <laughs> the best I could describe is the fluffy ghost in Ghostbusters. He looked like a, a, a big pillow almost.
0: Like two, the slimer.
1: Kinda, yeah. With oh, two wow. black, two black marks that I, I took for eyes. And we're going down. And uh I wasn't scared, I was not scared at all. While I'm going down, I hear bombs exploding. I see what I take to be um, Saturn and I see, it was really hard to describe, so, uh, the California Angels baseball team has it. It's this triangle kind of thing with a circle around the top. And they kind of look like that. The meaning of these, I'll, I'll never know, or maybe I will, but I don't yet. Yeah. So I go down to the bottom of the stairs, and we walk out onto this cement area we had in the backyard. Cool backyard we had, anyway. So I walk into the cement back area, and I'm standing there with him. I look above, and there's a ship up there. I see the bright lights around it, and a white kind of beam, kind of beam coming down. None of this is conscious. This is all through hypnosis. Um, so he tells me his name is Catfish. Now, I was a huge Oakland A's fan. I lived and died by my Oakland A's. Their star pitcher is Catfish Hunter. And I believe that that's where he got the name. Cat. He was my comfort. He, you know, he knew I loved Catfish the pitcher. I think that's just a guess. But I'm pretty I sure I'm he
0: kind of something familiar to you as to not scare you. Yeah,
1: something familiar. He told me his name was Catfish. And um, he tells me, we're all that is. All that will ever be, kind of like we're all one, um, which kind of became a saying. But this was before that. Yeah, we're all one. All that will ever be. And this being radiated such love, I could still feel it. There, there was this was not an evil alien. This was incredibly loving, and I was already not racist. I mean, because like, hey, where I lived, I better not be. And after that, especially. I embrace everybody. That's been my that's been the motto of my entire life. I don't have a racist bone in my body, and part of that, I think, I owe I owe to catfish because he gets instilled it even deeper in me. That well, if you're telling me this, you know, this is like I, I'm with fluffy Jesus. I mean, this was really pretty pretty damn cool, um, and that's all the memory I have of that particular encounter. Uh, it was it impacted my entire life. I've thought a million times <clears throat> if I had it to do again and I was given the choice to walk out of the room, would I walk out of that room? I think I would. I think I would. But, you know, part of me, you'll kind of you probably understand this. Well, you will. You kind of wonder what it would be like to have just a normal life. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. to
1: be, you know, Joe or Jane normal, you know. You know, mm-hmm. you find somebody dead, you don't smell them. You know, it's just kind of like, you know. I had you don't see everything and you don't sense everything, the ghosts and, 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 and everything. Right. Would I have done it? And I don't know if that exactly started it or, or didn't start it. Because um, right around that time, uh, it was either a little before this or a little after this. I tend to feel it was a little before this. And this is a real dark story. And I don't know if this brought all this into my life. I tend to think, yeah, I might have. Um, I was on a double date, me and my high school girlfriend. You know, I was madly in love. And we went over to San Francisco with another couple.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, everybody in the car was straight A brilliant, except for me. Uh, <laughs> I was the jock. I mean, that was me. I, I was <laughs> And, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, you tell me all these theories. Okay, great. So <laughs> we go across the bridge to San Francisco, and uh, we're going to go to North Beach. I don't know if you know San Francisco at all.
0: Yeah, I know North, North Beach. Beach. North Beach is awesome.
1: Oh, it's pretty cool. Strip clubs and all that. Oh, a high school kid, <laughs> a high school kid at the strip clubs. Oh, my Lord. This is just fantastic. <laughs> well, before we get to said strip clubs, which we couldn't get into, we tried, but that didn't work. <laughs> we we pull in front of, and North Beach is packed. I mean, it's always Packed, just you can't get a parking place for nothing. And we pull in front of the store, black store, right in front. Park right in front, like like they were waiting for me. Park in front of the store and get out. I still, you know, I'm still, I'm in love. I'm with Susan, oh baby. And you know, I, I don't, I I could have been walking into hell, which is turns out that's pretty much what I did. And you know, I wouldn't have cared. So we walk into this store and I get to what I think is the epicenter, right about the middle of this store. And I look above and there's this dome in the middle of the store. Really cool. And whoa, bang, straight down from above comes this beam. You couldn't see it. Comes this whatever energy of pure evil darkness goes entirely through my body. I felt it come through my head and all the way through me and this was pure absolute evil i mean it scared pardon my language it scared the piss out of me i mean i'm like i started hyperventilating i run out of the store i'm leaning against car susan comes out she says what's the matter i said what 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 is that what is that it was a satan worshiping store Um. demonic and I said, say what? And <laughs> tells me that's, I said, why did she go in there? Well, the couple that we were with, Miss Little Straight A Kid was in the devil worshiping. I said, oh, you're damn. kidding me. She says, no. And, uh, and I'm still, I'm just like, <gasps> and I finally caught my breath. I tend to believe this was before my abduction. I, I, I tend to believe that. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think it was, and I think this brought the darkness into my life because I've had a lot of really, really, really dark stuff, and I fight it off all the time with light, you know, I enclose myself with beams of white light if I feel darkness around. usually Absolutely.
0: works. I was say that's a I know it's an age old trick in my book so
1: usually works, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so then we finished our date. We went to uh, North Beach, Coit Tower, where me and her made out two, I know, TMI. Uh, <laughs> Lovers Lane,
0: home. right? <laughs> what? <laughs> and
1: then we came home and, you know, I, I didn't think anything of it. I really didn't. It's weird. These things happen to you, these incredible encounters, and a lot of times, at least with me, I just forget about it. You know, I wow. just have the scared out of me over there and you forget about it and then a day or two later you go hey hey wait wait a minute and it comes back to you now i try to remember like instantly as much as i can remember the stuff that happens so anyway so that happened um the alien happened and then somewhere between those i I suspect it's after my demonic encounter I'm in my front room of the house. My mom's in the kitchen and I'm in the front room. And from above me, I hear a chorus of angels. Absolutely the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life for years. Whenever I'd hear angelic music, I'd get all teared up. I still kind of do. And I listen to a lot of angelic music because it reminds me. And I think they came. If it was before it was a warning, you know, (laughs) <laughs> Buckle up, boy! You' gonna have a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I, and I think, I Unless think you
0: have me on the edge of my seat right now. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I think
1: it was a warning. I believe that they they came. That's not my first. That's not my last angelic encounter. I've got some. I've got at least one other doozy. And maybe I should just cut to that, even though we're way in the future. do You want me to do that to the next angel encounter?
0: I mean, or, if you want to I go
1: by order, there's so much stuff here. I mean, yes, yeah, you
0: know, So I'm like, I I'm loving all of this because I, this is exquisite and I feel like, cause I've only had one encounter with angels and I told my husband about that because he's very much um, Catholic faith and he's very right. much, you know, every morning reads the devotionals and he's definitely brought me closer to my faith. And so I felt, um, I was sitting in my car and it was the most random thing. I went to a Jewish deli to pick up some stuff like snacks and uh, whatnot. And as I got back into my car, I had this moment of like this bright, like bright white light just filled my car. And I almost felt like, you know how when somebody blacks out they say like their vision starts to kind of like close in and then all they see is black uh, it yeah I've
1: done like it, that too. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes it was like that but with white light and it felt like my whole body just got wrapped in like the coziest most loving warm blanket and I just got this message of like tell Matt like we see him and we love him and we are protecting him and everything's going to be okay. And so I was like, wow. Okay. Like that was so random, but I was like so taken back because I'd never ever experienced anything like that in my entire life, especially with my sensitivities. So when I told my husband about it, he was like, what? So that was the only experience I've ever had with what I believe to be angels and that's what my intuition and my gut instinct had kind of said to me um so to hear that you've had two encounters with them that's that's honestly profound it's amazing
1: it it is amazing and and I'm not gonna mince meat here or whatever tiptoe uh i'm not the most religious person you're probably gonna have on this show
0: oh that's okay we welcome all walks of life because i have I've
1: been, I've been to church twice in my life and both of them were to hit up on a woman uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true story uh <laughs> uh but i've got i'm i'm kind of i consider myself more spiritual okay you know
0: yeah, and, I, and swell,
1: I'm, I'm probably what i would be called agnostic you know uh because the things i have seen and the things unbelievable things how can i sit here and say there is no jesus i I can't i can't do it you know a lot of people oh it's bullshit Uh, from what i've seen from what i've experienced there is no such thing as bullshit because i'm here to tell you you know (laughs) anything is possible i think these other dimensions aliens or whatever i think they can do just about anything that they want to um whether it's harmful or not harmful, I believe they can do it. I mean, literally anything, which is why I keep asking them, "How about a red Corvette?" But you know, that hasn't that, that hasn't worked out yet.
0: That would be nice, right? That would be nice. <laughs> so okay. I do have I do have a question for you. Sure. So, kind of listening to this story, you had a positive encounter with what you call? Is that what you call grays? Is that your turn?
1: Wasn't no, that was not a gray. That was. uh, I've never ever seen a description of an alien that looked like that, but yeah, there's a lot of different aliens out there. Grays. Are okay, what... so
0: you had good. So this was a good experience. Yes. So and and so, would you say that you've had both positive and negative experiences? Yes. Okay.
1: I would okay. call that experience positive, and and very very negative. It it's it changed my life in a way that, you know, an entire lifetime of of night terrors. Ask my wife, I had one three nights ago that would have curled your toes. I'm screaming so loud in the middle of the night. I'm hoarse from, 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 from screaming so loud. Um, and I usually don't remember what, I don't know what. Um, and that was as a result of, of that. I never had it in my life before. So, whereas, yeah, it was kind of good because, you know, if nothing else like you, we all know for a stone cold fact, as in, we know it as much as we know we've got fingers that there's yeah. something else out there. Absolutely. And that's, pretty, and that's pretty darn cool when you think about it. It really is. It's wonderful. It's so amazing. You know, I tell people things too. And like you, you know, I get the, I either get, yeah, okay. Or I get, you're crazy. You know, yeah, boy, you are really loopy. And I tell people that have known me for years, okay let's let's listen, let's, 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 let's think about this for a minute. I'm either stone cold nuts because if what I'm talking about is my imagination, well, I am loopier than one flew over a cuckoo's nest. <laughs> or if I'm lying, I'm one hell of a liar because the story never wavers. It's always exactly the same because it really happened that way. So I said, it's one of the two or I'm telling the truth. You got three options. I'm either nutty as it gets, liar of all time, or I'm telling the truth. And that always stops everybody in their tracks who's known me for a long time, because you know me. You know, I'm, I I could be goofy. I clown around a lot, but I'm not nuts. I'm I'm really not. Um, but well, anyway.
0: I always I always say to people too, you know, when there's some because I've had plenty of people that are close to me that are very skeptical about my abilities and are very skeptical um, about I'm sure some of the things that I talk about. And I always say, you know, if I was if I was lying, right, what am I truly gaining from any of this? Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm telling the truth clearly, because I wouldn't put myself out there like that or make such a big stink about it. If this wasn't something that I was passionate about, and I was 100% telling the truth about, because I'm going to get you know, that you're going to get people who are going to have something negative to say, you know, that there's always, some sort of commentary or judgment. And it's like, why would I put myself out there like that if I was lying and attract negative attention to myself for no reason, you know, like this isn't just me blowing smoke up somebody's ass. Like I have experiences and my favorite part of having the gift is the moments where I do tell people things, um, or are able to provide people, um, validation, you know, things that I wouldn't have any way of knowing. And they sit there with their mouths open. They're like, okay, I get it now. I believe you. And it's like, you know, I'm trust me if I mean, I love that I have a gift and I love being special and different and having, and being privy to the more paranormal side of things. Cause I do think that it helps you keep an open mind, but at the same time, you know, I would like to be a little bit more normal um, because when you wake up at, you know, midnight or one o'clock in the morning and you have a spirit standing at the end of your bed that needs assistance and you're kind of like, "Um, yeah, I'm kind of like sleeping right now. (laughs) you, you You would like a little bit more normalcy. So that's kind of how I look at it. And what I kind of say to the skeptics is, I I would much rather sleep through the night peacefully and, and not be stopped in the middle of a grocery store with a message for somebody. Um, but that's just. And I've had a, lot had a
1: grocery happened. store experience. I mean, anyway, go ahead.
0: <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. So segue into, um, you know, another one of your experiences, because I. Okay, well, like- let
1: me shoot forward. We're shooting way forward now. I'm in Las Vegas. This is my second angel encounter. I figure we may as well wrap up the angels while we're, well, you know, yeah. we don't want yeah. piss we don't want to piss them off. They're, they're not really a good idea. Um, so I'm gonna jump forward a number of years. I was in a horror show in Las Vegas. In Madame Dussault's Wax Museum, best gig of my life. Eight years I got to act and scare the hell out of people. Um, <laughs> oh, I loved it! It was it was my own little heaven. It just I absolutely. If you if you want to look up Ghost Adventures, <clears throat> I was a featured guest on the episode they did in the Wax Museum.
0: Oh, um, cool!
1: Yeah, I just wasn't able to talk about anything really dark. And Zach from Ghost Adventures, who I thought was really cool, I got a lot along with great. He kept okay. on come on Kurt tell me something dark I said you want to hire me when I get fired from here you gonna hire me he said no I said, well there goes your dark story buddy I said give me a call later and I'll tell you but he never did but anyway I thought they were cool guys anyway so I'm in that show this is one night just a random night there's always three of us this night it was me uh a woman and another guy I won't I won't get their names because yeah I don't know if they if they were. Rob would be cool. Okay, The woman I won't mention, but Rob would be. Rob was one of my best friends. He, he wouldn't care at all. I come back into the dressing room because we do our thing. Come back into the dressing room. Come in the dressing room. And Rob says, I sit down. Rob says, what the hell is that on your head? And I reach in my head and there's a feather. A little white feather on the top of my head. Okay, no way in the world a little feather could get on my head on the set of this show. It, it's not going to happen. So I, I looked at him and I knew it. I knew to it. I touched I said, I said, "It's an angel feather. He says, and I quote, A tattered angel. <laughs> well, he pissed him off.
0: Oh no. In
1: the corner of the, of the dressing room, we had our little TV and we had a mascot teddy bear. Don't ask me why. And it's squished between the TV and the ceiling. And I mean, it's in there. It's been, it was there for a long time. He says, a tattered angel. Within seconds, the teddy bear flies to the floor, floor with immense force. And I could feel this presence. And it was just, I just looked at him and started laughing. His eyes got so big. He, he goes running out of the place
0: if he if he wasn't a believer before he definitely well, rob, was
1: rob is a <laughs> rob is a believer he's a believer and he was really religious but then had totally dropped the that he went to the other side totally non-religious really so a little later on we're sitting in the dress room and i just kind of look at him and he says nah and he's just he's i mean he looked like he had done some bad crack i mean he's just sitting there <laughs> and he's going i don't believe in this stuff I don't believe. No, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in angels. I don't believe this stuff. And I said, now whether you believe it or not, it's true. And uh, I still have the angel. I've got all my stuff in storage in Las Vegas. That's really smart. Nine years here, I've been playing storage in Vegas. I'm a real genius. <laughs> and the, and the, the the AF feather is there. Actually, I should send you, I'll send you a picture of it because I've got it on my Facebook. You should add me on your Facebook page too. Yeah. Um, and anybody else wants to add Kurt Main, uh, feel free. It's either paranormal or sports. It's usually one of the two. Um <laughs> or or my dislike of where the town I'm living in. I'm notorious for 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 venting. Um, uh, oh I, I can't stand it here. Anyway, um, so that was my second angelic encounter. The third one, which I believe to be is once again is me and Rob in the dressing room. The other guy was out front doing uh a, a role, and it's called, it was you know, it was the Asher role, whatever, but it's part of the show. Me and Rob are in the, in the dressing room, and we start hearing this piano playing with this beautiful woman. I mean, she put Streisand to shame. It was just unbelievably beautiful, and I'm looking at Rob, I say, what the hell, man? Listen to that. When they did have an area above us that had music, okay? But this woman's voice, it was sounded like an angel. And it starts getting louder and louder and louder. And the woman's voice sounded like she's practically in the room with us. I looked at Rob and I said, here we go again. And it just stopped. Wow. And I believe hundred percent that that was my third angelic encounter, second one with Rob. That's so I, I keep it for Rob. I still, we're gonna do something in the future. I hope I get back to Vegas. That's my dream, but I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I do believe something's going to happen with me and Rob. Cause we are we are really, he's one of my best friends and we both shared that encounter. So that's my three angel encounters that I know. Uh, we're pretty much angels. And the feather is like, I put, so I put it aside and the feather grew. That's the other part. The feather actually grew about half an inch longer. It's not big, but it's, truly incredible wow yeah so that's my three that's my three 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 run-ins with the with the angels so and that's been pretty cool those those that's
0: that's fascinating honestly because I just think I mean being being religious um and and hearing that story and having my own encounter with angels it is so validating and it's just so neat Hear somebody else who's had an experience. So that's awesome.
1: Oh, they're real. I have absolutely no doubt that that the angels do indeed exist. And I've had my life. I guess I'll segue to this. And this may have been angels or it may have been aliens. I do not know. At age six, um, I was basically going to die. I got this horrible illness that um, doctor didn't know what it was. Never did know what it was. And I just went from, you know, typical six-year-old kid. And I'm a tall guy. I'm 6'2", and I've always been, you know, fairly tall. And I was the size of a skeleton. I mean, I just was, I was, <clears throat> I was on death row. I didn't know it at the time, but I was in the unit for kids that are, you know, not looking so good. And I did, my mom, I found all this out later, you know, years later, she couldn't make it home without stopping the car and crying her eyes out. My dad came to see me. That's when I realized, wait a minute, if dad is coming to see me, I'm really be sick. Um, <laughs> dad was, yeah, he was, he was kind of a deadbeat dad. But anyway, and uh, I wake up one morning in the hospital and I'm 100% cured. Nothing, not a thing. And I, to this day in my life, I have not thrown up. I get almost over illnesses like that. It's rare that I have anything that lasts too long. Uh, I rarely get sick. And I attribute it to either an angel or the aliens. One of them saved my ass at Children's I've Hospital. I've
0: heard about people who have been abducted and have had some sort of i don't want to say like a procedure but they've said something about aliens um doing some sort of weird like energy maybe transfer um and that they too when they've come back have been like almost immune to like human illnesses and human um uh, diseases and I, i was like very intrigued by that so i almost wonder if it was an alien
1: It it very well could have been actually along those lines. I made a friend on Facebook with a woman named Jamie. She lived in Arizona, and we became really good buddies. And I don't know if it's because she was in a bad marriage. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. She was an abductee, and I believe one hundred percent she was real. Because a good percentage the people that tell me they are, I'll be honest, I don't I don't believe them. Because a lot of them do it for now. They do it for publicity, which is like. Really? Uh, or that it, I, had a, I, had, I had a girlfriend who slept with me, hoping she'd get abducted? True story. And I looked at her and I said, What are you insane? She really did. She thought she was going to get abducted by sleeping with me. I said, They'll so, do that?
0: anything for 15 minutes. I swear. I, guess,
1: I told her, I said, This is the last thing you want in your life because people think it's cool. It's neat. They see too much TV. It's, it's not cool at all, even if there are good aspects to it, in my opinion, at least. Uh, it's not cool at all It it's it's really it sounds
0: like it has a lot of residual side effects hey.
1: oh it'll mess you up it really will um and i know they're still around me and they they may have been around me on my night terror night three nights ago i'm not 100 percent sure of that but um but uh i lost my train of thought where was i i do this all
0: the time i do too um <laughs> we're, we're a
1: great pair here
0: Gonna, oh, gonna, right. i mean that's right
1: we were on a boat in mexico i forgot that's right
0: uh, <laughs> i swear it's gonna be like uh my my cousin called a dory brain and i'm like that's what i have i'm like i literally can't remember anything so
1: maybe that so comes with the,
0: the blind here
1: <laughs> yeah I, i'll be talking about something and be like uh <laughs> what i just say like two seconds ago uh, <laughs> uh well let's go into another subject. Uh, <laughs> But uh, as far as the angels, that's like I said, that, that's it with the angels and, and, my, and my death experience. And then one other time, I'm driving on a freeway in Oakland. And this is pretty interesting. This is life saved number two that I know about. I'm driving onto the freeway in Oakland. I'm in an old beat up station wagon, but that thing could fly. <laughs> and I'm getting on the freeway like an idiot, right? Reaching down, putting a cassette. You know, I'm old. I'm sticking, like I said, those things used to go with circles, remember? Oh, anyway. I, had,
0: I had a Walkman. So <laughs> okay. I, I'm all about it. <laughs> oh, you're all
1: right. Then you must like that. Did you see House of the Devil? Have yes, you seen? Sir. Okay. There you go with the with the Walkman. Anyway, this is how <laughs> I told you I'm a horror junkie. You name a horror movie, okay. I've probably seen it. You got to get on Tubi. Do you watch Tubi?
0: No, but I, what is it?
1: Oh, my God. It's a site. It's free. You have to get to UBI. Okay. They have the best.
0: Oh, wait, actually, hold on. I think I might have that on my Apple TV. Is it like a pink?
1: Kind of, but there's a bunny rabbit now on it.
0: Okay. On oh, my if God. They have, they, it.
1: they have the funkiest horror. You, you'll you love that place. I live on Tubi.
0: Yeah, of- Yes, we have Tubi. Okay, I was like, I don't think I've watched it as much because we have like a Fubo and like, so yeah, so I have Tubi.
1: If I had Tubi or Netflix, Netflix is gone. I mean, I just love Freaking Tubi because they got all this off-the-bell stuff. There's okay. some, they're from the Bay Area, so of course they're cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm getting on the freeway, sticking the cassette in the, into the car. You know, no seatbelt on, of course not. And I'm coming to the to a busy freeway in Oakland. I look in front of me and there's car stopped. And I'm talking in front of me maybe 20 feet, maybe less, I slam on the brakes, smoke coming from behind the car with these brakes. Next thing I know, it's like, it's all surreal. Everything's moving in slow motion and I'm getting onto the freeway. The cars were in front of me, aren't there anymore. And I get on the freeway, nobody looks over at me and I'm still, the brakes are still on. Because they weren't good to begin with in this jalopy, and uh, everything's all right. Let me foot on the brakes, and I just go. And I, one hundred percent certain, I was saved again. I have no doubt that I was saved. Um, the third. Uh, this is really weird. I've done other podcasts, but yours is the best. I and mean, we just go all over the way. Well, you're, yes, you're, you're, <laughs> you're cooler than ice cream. I mean, you really. I you are.
0: love it.
1: It was me and my two daughters. We're driving from, uh, and this one, this is a wild story. This, is, this goes into a lot of their possibilities about me anyway. So we're driving in a van, coming out of a Sonora, California. It's in the gold country, headed back home to Vegas. And we come out, we're headed to Fresno, and we hit the Fresno fog. Fresno fog is like pea soup. I mean, you may as well, you are just like, holy shit, you can't see five feet in front of you this day in particular was just nothing and of course you know i'm scared to death both my kids go to sleep they're like like out and i look over at them and they're just out i'm trying to get over to the right lane to get off the freeway but i can't see to get over the right lane so i'm just driving and i mean i'm i'm praying i mean i'm just like and then suddenly From the top of my eye, a grid comes down and covers my eyes. Wraps around a grid with all the little, you know, a regular grid comes down over my eyes. I drive through the snow, (laughs) the snow, through the fog. When I get out of the fog, the grid goes back up. And I'm fine. And I've never had that happen again. Um. I don't know what's inside of me. I'm probably one of the most different people you're ever going to meet. You're getting a little, little bit more of an idea of things. Um,
0: I love it, though.
1: That was incredible. And I believe, once again, that either what's inside of me saved me or they have this thing. It was just wild. And when it's funny, because when the grid first started coming down, it scared the shit out of me. No, yeah, grid. I got the fog.
0: Oh, I got a grid
1: oh this is this a, so a built-in
0: in navigation system i would it was it was like
1: <laughs> i come out of the fog the kids wake up and uh, i tell them kind of the story i was like yeah i sure did uh,
0: <laughs> so so what like what do your kids think about all of this i mean are they skeptics
1: uh, that's a that's a real real that's a that's that's a hard subject um okay. My kids experienced a lot of stuff with me, so they know it's all real. I mean, they've experienced stuff with me, some real dark stuff, a lot of stuff. They know it's real. They know that I'm not telling any stories. They believe that 100%. Um, About nine years ago, and I was a single dad. My first wife um, passed away from cancer, and I raised my kids by myself. And when you talked about the, the smell from sick people, <clears throat> when she had the cancer, I tried to heal her because I have healed two people. And I tried to heal her and I put my hand on her body. And from about an inch away, I could feel the electric static inside her body. She had pancreatic cancer and I could feel all over her body, the static. And the uh, doctor told her, that it look like she'd been hit by a massive dose of radiation. Um, she was way too way too young to have pancreatic cancer if she's in her 30s. Um, where she would have get hit by a, a dose of radiation I, I don't know that's but anyway, aren't you glad you asked about the kids? So so anyway, so we moved to Vegas uh, for financial reasons really because where I was living was just insane. So we moved to Vegas. They hated Vegas, hated, hated, hated Vegas. I I told my God, I my, my older daughter, I said, Oh my god, you, you you'd swear we we're living in the slums of you know, I don't know, India or something. I mean, what this is she just I told her I said, it's not that bad. We lived in a nice area, actually in Henderson, like outside of Vegas. They went to a really nice high school, but not nah, they they hated it. So my older daughter. Jumped, jumped bail on us and left um, before she even graduated high school. Went back to the Bay Area. Yeah, broke my heart in two, and uh, went to the grandmother who was the, the most evil person I've ever known in my life to this day. And uh, so it was just me and my younger daughter, and we were. She was the second best friend of my life next to next to my mom. And uh, she met a, a boyfriend, and I don't know what transpired to this day i don't know if it's weirdness because one thing because uh, i've done so much research on this stuff one thing evil does it tears families apart yep. it actually i mean you think about it what better way to get off than thinking you know being this evil demon who broke up a family and i know for a fact unfortunately that that is true that happens you don't even know what's going on Anyway, my older my young, my older daughter's back in Oakland. My younger daughter moved up to Portland, and they don't have anything to do with me. Um, and I gave them a million dollars. Wow. <laughs> Literally, I gave them a million dollars. Uh, now I'm penniless. Each of them got half a million dollars. Um, so once again, aren't you glad you asked about the chilling? Uh, oh. But no, they had... One thing with my, I mean, like jumping around here, but it's, it's cool. We're doing all right. My older older daughter, my older daughter in our, the first apartment we were in in Henderson comes out in the morning, dad, 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 come here. She says, this is so weird. So I go into her bathroom. She says, look, and her bathtub was filled to within a half an inch of the top with crystal clear water. You know, she even if she would take a bath, first of all, it wouldn't be within half an inch of the
0: top. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, okay, that's weird. I said, did you hear water? She never heard a thing. And her bath, was, you know, it was right next to her room. Yeah. Never heard a thing. So I, well, let's drain it. I reach in. I can feel it to this day. That's a long time ago. As I reach in, I feel the evil in the water. It's Vegas. It's summertime. Rumor has it it gets hot there in the summer, and, you know, and this water was ice, ice cold and just pure evil. If if you can imagine feeling evil in water, and so I drained it out, I Cloroxed, I did everything on this on the you know the comet rather. I cleaned this tub in and out. Luckily, she never had that happen uh, again.
0: It's terrifying.
1: She did wake up one night. She said something, kissed her in the cheek. In the bedroom um yeah that, that had to be that I that was terrifying like I, I could still see it I was like huh, huh, what do you know um she wrote me a letter after after she had left and did claim that the the weirdness was part of the reason she left she said I can't stand it I can't stand the darkness she said it, it's so intense what you have around you and and it is it's real intense um I got remarried a second time and it didn't last that long. We realized it was a mistake. You know, I wasn't right. And then I didn't get married for years again till I met my, my present wife out here in Taos. I swore I wouldn't bring this into somebody else's life. And I still don't think I should have married her. I, I don't think it's fair. Because, you know, it's not all goody two-shoes around me. A lot of it's some real, real, really nasty stuff. And I don't think it's fair to somebody else unless... unless they're like pardon me
0: um keep going because i'll ask after you're finished
1: no no i said said, unless i met somebody who's like me okay um you're taken darn it but unless i met somebody who was you know who was like you're a little a little little too young um if i met somebody who was like me then uh that'd be different but for for my wife it, 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 it it can be rough and i know that and she doesn't like to deal with it at all. So it's kind of rough on me too. But anyway,
0: I guess so my question for you is, um, like do you have a theory on what the darkness is? like what this is it? Do you think this is from the aliens? Do you think this is a more demonic energy? Um, you have an idea of where you may have picked it up. I'm, you know, I feel like everybody, when they've experienced that kind of evil and that kind of darkness, there's some sort of insight, or at least a gut theory as to where it came from and what it is.
1: Well, that's why I wonder if when I went into that place in San Francisco, because, you know, I, I, you know, I went back over it a million times, like, wait a minute, we parked right in front. You know, you're, you're more likely to win the lottery. To park right in front of a a business in near North Beach. It's not going to happen. But there it goes. And I believe it was it was waiting for me. So I don't know if that brought all this into my life um, and the alien stuff. You know, I ask the same question almost all of us ask: Why me? You know, I'm just a, I'm, at that time i was just a, a normal normal kid. You know, I played. You know, I lived on basketball and baseball and running. Uh, you know, that, that's what I did. My my passion was was acting and sports and that was it acting and sports and my girlfriend of course and you know and then all that just took it eh, yeah you know, I, took, I took a real wrong turn and uh that changed drastically you know and uh i haven't always been goody two-shoes in my life and i think a lot of that has to do with you know the fact that you know i'm kind of been drawn to to the, to, to the dark side i fight it a lot. Um, But I don't know why, I feel like, especially recently, the things I've been shown out here, it's like, I feel like this is a puzzle. This is a puzzle and I gotta try to figure out what it means, I've gotta, all this has to be connected. I can't just be this guy who gets all this random, really weird shit. (laughs) I mean, I've told you 100th, literally, I've told you maybe 100th of what has happened to me. And it's like, why? What the hell? I keep asking them for lottery numbers. The little bastards haven't talked about all. <laughs> okay, while we're on that, let me tell you this. This is out here in Taos. The glasses are all scratched up, right? And I'm like, I oh, shit, I really can't afford to go get new glasses. Um, I haven't even put this on Facebook and I put everything on Facebook. Um I go into my I go in the bedroom and I open the drawer, and there's two brand new pairs of glasses, sunglasses and regular glasses in the drawer, really this is uh why it's right you can't see me uh my sunglasses right yeah I've got two brand new pairs of glasses that were in the in the in the bedroom and I told my neighbor she says wait a minute oh come on your wife pulled a trick on you I said first of all generally speaking you gotta be there when they give you new glasses you know I examine all that stuff uh and she said well you forgot getting them I forgot buying two
0: pairs of glasses that's a process there's no way like I it's a process it's like a process. you have to do an eye you test and you got to pick out frames and i mean every time i'm at the eye dot like it's at least like an hour two hours so oh, like I don't think you can forget that
1: no i did i didn't put two two pairs of glasses in my book and it was just like i said thank you i actually did i said oh thanks thank you very much now you know where's the mickey mantle rookie card because that's worth like a million dollars so it's like <laughs> i'll take that you know next uh, <laughs> but I haven't, so far they have not acquiesced, I haven't gotten the, the million dollar baseball card um, but those are all part of what I, my life has taught me that when I say they can do anything, that's part of why I believe they can do anything, they can manifest things they can appear to be something different um, out here this was about six months ago Uh you're getting a real hodgepodge here. Anyway, about six months ago, I sleep on the recliner with my dog out here. And my wife's in the bedroom. And I just don't ask. It's just best. I sleep out here on this recliner with, with, my, with my baby. And uh, uh, I wake up to something touching me on my left hand. This is, about, this is about half a year ago. Wake up with something happening. And I'm not going to lie. I'm scared of this shit. I'm, I wake up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: and I And my wife says, you okay? You okay? Okay? I look over to my left and standing right next to the chair is kind of translucent but clear as a bell standing right next to my bed looks like, it, it looked like Bob's big boy. It really did. It was a pixie, Bob's big boy. I don't know, the curly thing on top of that. It looked like a pixie and it's standing right there just staring at me. Well, that really scares the shit out of me. And I'm like, ah! and, and it's gone. I have subsequently asked it to come back a number of times. I said, how about we do this without, you know, scaring me in the middle of the night? How about, you know, knock on the door or anything? Um, you know, and I, because if I know it's going to be there, I'm not going to get scared. But with, because of the way I am, when stuff just shows up at night, uh, it scares the crap out of me. I consider myself pretty fearless normally in life, but this middle of the night stuff, now nah, that that scares the crap out of me. But that was about, like I said, that was about half a year ago. Um, but I've had so much, so much stuff happen out here. Um, sitting in the sitting in the outside the house, like I said, "Look, got a lot of stuff out there." I'm sitting out there, and this black. I thought it was a. Uh, it's a black big black insect. I thought it was a dragonfly. It doesn't exactly look like a dragonfly. And it's zip, 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 zip going all over the place for days. I'm seeing this thing, zip, 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 zip. And so me and wife are sitting out there. Summer afternoon, this was about, this was a few years ago. And zzz, my little buddy flies right next to me, like within a foot of my head. And for some reason, it doesn't scare me at all. You know, it's, it's just a big critter. And I look at it. And it had a face. Wow. It, looked, it looked like a fairy. It looked just like a fairy. And I look at it, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, I'm just frozen. I'm looking at this thing, and it's frozen. It's just fluttering right next to me so I could see it. And <laughs> flies right into the fence. And poof. Vanished. Wow. Never came back, never came back again. I'm sitting out in the same area and this long white insect flying comes over, once again, right in front of me. It looked like there's an old jazz musician called Dizzy Gillespie. He would have this big horn and that's what it looked like it had a big uh, trumpet out of the front and I'm like, what the hell? And, flew off, didn't vanish. We just flew off and was gone. Never saw him again. Um, so I, I think we've got a portal here. I think it is on the internet because I believe a lot of these things, even the aliens. I'm not convinced they're from another planet. I'm more subscribed to interdimensional stuff, which is why they can come in and come out. You see the ships, you don't see the ships. I believe different planes
0: of existence.
1: Yes, yes, and that's my number one guess to aliens, because, you know, people tell me, well, how could they possibly travel there, there, blah, 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 blah. Once again, they're going by the physics that we have. We're not going by a whole different ballgame, you know. And uh, their craft are so fast. If you, if you ever see one, they are unbelievable. Okay, so here we go. I'm back in Vegas, and I'm working this night job just before I came out here. And got off the bus, car broke down, whatever, get off the bus. I'm walking down Viking in, in Las Vegas, and I come to a street called Doonville. And ah, about 10, maybe 10:30 at night, I look up in the sky, and there's this bright blue light. Beautiful. It was beautiful. And I think, oh, well, it's them. Yes. <laughs> and I go. That's just an airplane. The second I think in my head, it's just an airplane. It goes <clears throat> across the sky. Literally, in the amount of time you just blinked, it traveled across the valley of They
0: said We'll show you.
1: <laughs> it can go on. They can go. It, it boggles the mind. So it stops. And I'm walking down the street for a minute. I'm terrified because I think they're going to take me. And I'm a little scared. And I realize I Come on. No, 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 no. I've got my phone. I'm trying to film it. I was never able to film it. They would constantly block the film, which was murder. And it stops in the sky and starts going up and down, up and down, up and down. I go inside and get my I had a roommate. I go inside and get my roommate, Dwayne, get out of here, get out of here, because he didn't believe any stuff. He comes out, he says, what the F is that? And I'm standing in the middle street, punching him in the arm, saying, see, I told you, there they are. And across the street, we had these guys, this Harley Davidson guy, really cool dude, really, really nice guy. And he comes out. He's getting ready to go to work. And he says, you're right. You weren't lying. Can I tell everybody. I told you. You get to know Kurt, you know. (laughs) And he's watching. And he said, oh, he says, shit, I got to go to work. I've got to go to work. And he worked in the strip. He says, I'm going to be looking at it the whole way there. So it's going up and down, up and down. Bright, beautiful blue. Morgan, you never saw such beauty in your life. I mean, really, it stops halfway down and flashes bright red, the most beautiful red color you've ever seen in your life that I felt. And I'm not kidding you. I felt it in my heart. I literally felt the love in my heart. And I'm like, (laughs) I can still feel it to this day. And they were talking about 10 years ago. And um, it's goes by 15 minutes, does this show up and down, up and down, goes down and it's gone. So I go to my room and I'm, I'm tears coming out. I mean, this was so emotional. Uh, I mean, I'm like, I got on Facebook. Yeah. I won't believe what I just saw. And, you know, and it's just like, oh my God. So the next day I figured, well, it's going to be headlines, right? Nothing in the paper. I called radio stations nothing. I called TV stations, nothing. This is over the heart of, Los, of Las Vegas. If you were in the stratosphere, for instance, you couldn't miss it. Yeah. I got on the bus. <laughs> they must have thought, who is this guy? I'm asking people on the bus. <laughs> hey, y'all see that? Nah, anyway, no, nope. Nobody's it. To this day, I believe it was for me. And I saw it, and anybody I asked to see it, I called them two friends. They saw it. Scared the hell out of one of them. I said, you got nothing to be scared about, man. Said, oh, he did. He just, and he was this guy who thought he was just the baddest guy in the world. And he was terrified. <laughs> oh, and, I said, <laughs> and I said, dude, you got nothing to worry about. <clears throat> but I believe that that was for me because nobody else saw it. And it was Huge. Right over the middle of Vegas, because a lot of stuff's happened in Vegas. I don't know if you saw that recent thing where they claim a uh, this With family body cam. No, the yeah, this says they saw aliens in the backyard.
0: Yeah, and the the cops caught it on their body cam. Me and my husband were just watching that, and my husband was like, "Check this out!" And so he was showing me, and he's like, "How crazy is this?" He's like, "This is like," he's like, "Those people look terrified." He's like, "Obviously, they're not lying." Like he's like body language, you know right everything so he was and my husband um especially being in law enforcement you know he's oh, very cool. much a practical person so right. you know um <laughs> obviously we're very like yin and yang so it's kind of neat that you know I was able to kind of bring my world into his and he's always been super accepting of it so when he sees stuff like that obviously he's very much a believer um but he was kind of showing it to me, and I thought that was neat that, like, he saw and he's like, they, like These people can't be lying. He's like, This is like, you can just tell everybody in the video is like, s- like, flustered and just they
1: were very scared.
0: Yeah,
1: No, I can't, I'm not going to swear it's true or not because I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't there. Um, there's been evidence since then, kind of, but anyway, Vegas is loaded. There is so much stuff. You got Area 51 out there, you got Nellis Air Force Base over there. And practically in the middle is is Las Vegas. Um, So there's a lot of activity out there. You're going to see a lot of stuff in the sky. And if you're lucky enough... Okay, I'm in the horror show. Here we go again. I go back to the horror show. (laughs) This is near the beginning of the horror show. I'm in the back and I'm doing uh, Renfield from Dracula. Yeah. I I was playing Renfield this day. And I'm back there doing my thing. And to the side is a door that goes to the back of the stage and i'm doing it and the door opens up slowly and the stories get more incredible as we go on the, story, the door opens up and there's a gray standing there an actual gray is standing there so tell, at,
0: tell our listeners what is a gray
1: a gray is it is a species of aliens you got okay. reptilians that look like you know go figure reptiles uh, you've got Nordics, which are supposed to be these tall, uh, which I may have encountered two of those two, but that's another story. Um, Nordics are, are very tall. They look very human. Grays are supposed to be like the worker bees, um, amongst the alien force. So they say, I don't know. There's so much stuff that I don't know. There's way more that I don't know than I know. I mean, which is what's so frustrating. It's like all my life I've had is, and you yeah, know. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know for a fact what the grays are. A lot of people think they're the worker bees. I don't know. Um, but this one opened the door. I looked at it, saw its dome of its head, no doubt, about four, four and a half feet tall, maybe. Door closes. Second this thing ends, my little thing with the red field. I go running in the back, and I got what I expected. Nothing. Gone. Really? Now, one thing about aliens is they vibrate, so they say, at such a different frequency than us, which makes sense, or you know, a little bit different. And they vibrate at such a different frequency that if you were actually around them too long, you could go crazy. Okay. That, it would, that it would drive you insane because you couldn't handle the insensity. Whether that's true or not, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm nuts. Anyway, so <laughs> fast forward, like, I don't know how long, a year maybe, no, a couple of years past that. I'm playing Leatherface now. Oh, Leatherface was fun, I'm here to tell you. Carrying a chainsaw and terrifying people, it don't get any better. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm back there, and you'd have this peephole that you would look through to see the crowd before you threw open the Leatherface door. It was pretty authentic.
0: Yes. <laughs> it looked
1: just like, oh, it was cool. That was That so was always
0: cool. the part that scared me the worst, was that sliding door. And well, he that would door just, we had
1: <laughs> that had kept breaking god that was a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> so and i would slam it really hard and they'd get so mad at me i'd say well what leatherface will tell gentle hi yeah <laughs> so i'm saying i'm looking through this hole this is once again right where that alien was was back there i get the panic attack from hell i had never had a panic attack in my life at that age you know you're not supposed to get them because i did, naturally i started re- researching that after i got this thing and I was so scared to death. I had to leave the show. I had to go out of the building. Somebody saw me out front. They said, Kurt, what's wrong with you? You look horrible. My eyes were dilated. I'm sweating. And I went walking around and thought, well, I'll come back in. I couldn't even come back in the building. I was terrified of whatever it was. Well, two people subsequent had the same panic attack in the same area. I never, ever told them. Uh, if, if they, by any chance, when them was watching this, i go, ah, <laughs> that's what it was. Um, and I ran into one of them after, right after he had it. And he looked just like they say I looked. He was sitting in the dressing room. He was sweating. It just scared the hell out of you. And I believe that it was kind of like a residual energy that this being left that I don't know. They still even be there. The show's gone. But whatever is in his place, I don't know if if it's still, still there. Um, but that was creepy.
0: That that yeah. sounds absolutely terrifying. And I it know panic attacks in themselves are terrifying. So to add, yeah. you know, that on top of that, that just got to be a giant shit ball.
1: <laughs> oh, it, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. <laughs> I came home and the the director who I didn't get along with at all. Um, he called me and said, well, Kurt, you're going to have to probably leave the show, which is, you know, it was his, he looked, that was his dream. Uh, and I was like, no, no, no. I'll be fine. And turns out after two days I was. That's fine. I went in and never had it happen again. Uh, same area I stood in for many years afterwards. It, it never happened again. But yeah, it was a shitball. It was absolutely it was horrible. So, there's so many aspects of all this stuff that are both good and, and not so good. Um, I, I honestly don't know if I was like, once I, I said earlier, if I was standing in my bedroom and I had the option, if you don't go out that door, whew, your, your life will probably be a lot more. Normal. But naturally I wasn't given that option. When they want you to do something, you do it. You yeah. absolutely positively do it. When I was in Oakland and uh, it looked like we were gonna have to move, uh, a buddy came from my house. And said, "Oh, why don't you go to Vegas?" I was I was worked in the poker business for years and years and years. I was a poker manager before that. I was a dealer, and he said, "Why don't you go to Vegas? You know, perfect place. You'll get a job." Turns out Vegas is incredibly different, difficult. At least it used to be. Old Vegas is if you didn't know somebody, you were. So it took me forever to get a job. But anyway, I said, "Well, maybe." So I got on a laptop. He says, "Look at Budget Suites as a place to stay." He's like, "Yeah." Right, that's a lovely place. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get on this what I, is that? A super eight.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're they're neck and neck. Well, budget suites is owned by a man who's big into the alien stuff, like huge into the alien. Robert Bigelow um is b- owns budget suites, and he's huge in the in the business. He bought Skinrocker Ranch, which is another story altogether. Um
0: was actually going to ask about that. So that's, I mean, we'll have to talk about that.
1: I never went to it. i am dying to it. I would love to go to Skinwalk Ranch. And I tried to meet Bigelow, but I never, never got through to him. Because he didn't know me. He thought I was just some schmuck probably. But I would have loved to got to Skinwalk Ranch. I did, at a garage sale of all things, I met somebody who worked on the ranch. I, mean, I When you talk about a coincidence, he did maintenance on the ranch. And he had seen a portal. He saw stuff come out of the portal. He said he loved it there. This is incredible, peaceful feeling. So that's the closest I have to a skinwalker ranch story because I,
0: I you never... said his name Robert Bigelow.
1: Yeah.
0: I... I'm gonna write that down.
1: B-I-G-E-L-O-W. He owns Bigelow Aerospace also. Very
0: I wonder if one day I could reach out to him. That might be somebody to
1: he'd be pretty cool interview he did a six look look up him for 60 minutes
0: okay
1: and for a guy who's i mean he's rich he's billionaire the interview was amazing he talks about the aliens on earth he talks about aliens being here and you know you talk about a guy putting himself out there who's big uh he did he said you know he that he had encountered stuff that they're here, blah, 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 blah. They walk amongst us, which yes, they do. Um, but yeah, he'd be a great guest for you. I think Robert Bigley would be an outstanding if you could get him. He's very reclusive. But if you could, if you could land him, that'd be a hell of a catch.
0: And we, so, we well, that like way. Back at home.
1: <laughs> my buddy says, look at the budget suite site. Okay. So I get on the budget suite site. And I'm looking at it. And suddenly, this alien head starts coming in and out of the screen, what? showing up and going away, showing up and going. Away. Then that whole alien body shows up with a bubble above it that says "Follow me." Jamie, my, my older daughter, I would swear I wouldn't use names, but it's eh, too late, uh, is standing there. And she says, "Oh, great, we're moving to Vegas." I say, "We are not moving to Vegas." She says, the aliens just told you to go to Vegas. You're going to be in Vegas. And uh, yeah, I was in Vegas. And I don't know if that had anything to do with it. They have such power. It's you just don't know, especially with, with the alien forces in your life. You, you don't always know what you're doing. on your is that they have something to do with it. Um, here, when we're living in this house. We're sitting uh across from where i am now watching tv and suddenly this bright white beam comes down floods the entire kitchen here and uh i could see it in the backyard and it's gone wow well our neighbor had put in security cameras and i've actually got it somewhere on facebook you can find the video and you see this beam come down and land on the rocks go away and leaves uh, light on the rock circle on the rocks which you could actually see that was there for a few days and then went away it looked like a bolt of lightning hit the backyard um uh, i was just them checking in saying hey how you doing
0: sounds like you know when these um creatures these i don't really know what to call them i mean aliens um yeah. you know all these different kinds it sounds like when they touch somebody's live their life they kind of st- Follow you. A lot of us. Yeah. Some
1: have one encounter and that's it. There are some who've had one encounter. Uh, but yeah, a lot of them they follow you. Whether it's an implant I got inside of me, probably, I probably do. Um, once again, on Facebook is a picture. I went to the dentist out here. This is a few years ago, and the x-ray, you look at this one x-ray, and above my teeth is this long bar of whatever, and the dentist is. What the hell is that? I said, I don't know. Uh, subsequent pictures, don't, you don't see anything. Whether that was an implant, because um, I figure I got one. I probably do. I wouldn't be at all surprised if I did have an implant. And that's how they know wherever you are. Uh, I don't know. But um, that's eh, hard to say. But I, they do follow a lot of people. A lot have it a lot. And a lot, like I said, have it once. You see it once, and that's it. Or you're driving along, and you happen to see it, and it's just a chance encounter, you know. Mine, they made a house call, very, very neighborly of them. It's like, yeah, like the good doctor. Uh, Mine was with with intent, and I'm sure when that happened, they knew they'd be with me my entire life. I have no doubt they will never leave me. I'll have them to the day I die. Uh,
0: They are these very intelligent and very. how do I word this? Like these creatures that are so full of energy and the wisdom and, you know, all of these things, um, they must also in some aspect, I guess, just where my brain is going must be specific to who they pick. Like, that's what I would think is that there's a rhyme or there's a, like, in, in my belief system like i always believe that there truly is a rhyme and a reason for every single event you know but total butterfly effect you right. know there's there's all these little things that happen in your life that you know mold the trajectory of the way that your life is supposed to be so i would think to some aspect that they must be selective and picky as to who they choose and it it kind of just poses the question of you know I wonder why, you know, you were chosen and why they continue to follow you. I mean, you know, yeah,
1: no, it's a question I've asked myself about 10 trillion times, you know, why in the hell, you know, like I said, I was nothing. I was just an ordinary, ordinary guy, as far as I knew to, you know, a guy who's not so ordinary, uh, overnight. And I, I do not know. I do not know why, uh, you know, I've got a few theories, but I, I'm not sure. We won't go into a lot of them right now, but uh, I, I'm not at all sure why. It's, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's the mystery of my life. And I know, like I said, I drop my wife crazy because I talk about it a lot. And it's like, oh, well, I have to. You know, this is like, how can you not? talk about it It, it's hard not to and if something happens at night especially or even in the day I've had things happen in broad daylight how can you not talk about it but uh, to people that have don't have it and I understand that kind of it's kind of freaks a lot of people out absolutely you you know and it's like and me and her even had missing time together we had about three hours of missing time about six years ago so she knows it's real
0: yeah. But I mean, that's good to have a partner that at least believes it and, you know, can empathize with your situation and communicate with you about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's a much easier situation than some being with somebody who has not experienced it and is completely closed-minded to the fact that these things could very well exist. And Because right. I feel like that can be very isolating.
1: Oh, it's very, icy. well, I tell everybody like when I, when I'm back, in, you know, when I was single, <sighs> um, I would tell, yeah, <laughs> I tell her be right up front. I do. You know, if I'm going on a date, I tell them, yeah, something gets yeah, a little bit different about me. And because you may as well, I mean, as well, you know, what am I going to do? Hide it? you gotta, you gotta let people know, especially if it's a date where you think, you know, things are going to progress, then I tell them that you know between the ufo stuff and the paranormal stuff um because actually i've met i've had way more i think paranormal stuff happen in my life than uh than alien stuff but uh the alien stuff definitely leaves a memory you won't you won't forget too soon um but yeah it, it's 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 a doozy for matchmaking yeah that's that's (laughs) do speed dating and try telling them
0: this i was was gonna say oh you mean that doesn't make for a great caption on your tinder profile
1: (laughs) oh by the way yeah hang out with aliens and and demons and you know angels and I think next so
0: (laughs) (laughs) so so now that you've touched upon the paranormal aspect of things um let's dive into that a little bit so you know what um, what was your first paranormal experience? Um, and
1: oh, wow. God, my first paranormal experience. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, when I was little, you know, there was the abduct- Well, I was that little at the time, the abduction thing. Um, it, it's funny because when I was really little, prior to my horror addiction, <laughs> I kept having this dream, and I've always wondered. You know, was it just a dream? Because it was a recurring dream of a witch. I kept having this dream of a witch. We're talking the black hat and the whole thing um, coming for me. And I used to always have this horrible dream of a witch. Then the dream stopped. But I always wondered, I can still remember to this day, and I'm, yeah, that's a few years ago. And I've always wondered, was that just a dream? I I, I, I don't know. Um, but. As far as like I said, the paranormal stuff that really increased a lot as I got as I got older. Um,
0: so I have to I have to pause you because you literally just sent chills down my spine. Um, I I met with a gentleman yesterday that I did a podcast episode with. His name is John Bullard. Um, there's a part in his book. So we were talking about um, the illustrations that he had done for his book. It's called uh, A Peek Through the Veil. Um, and one of the illustrations that absolutely just made my blood run cold was an illustration of a witch. (laughs) Um, And he talked about a recurring dream that he had as a child about this witch. And it was exactly what you're describing. So as soon as that left your mouth, I'm sitting here and I'm like, holy crap. Like I, can't help but wonder like if more people have experienced this dream Um, and I kind of hope that John will listen to this um, and hear this part of it and you know make some sort of connection because I mean that's insane because that was the one thing that I had picked out from his book that I was like this is freaking scary like that like the artist number one that just found its way to him for this book and the drawings that he did that were just depicted so spot on um and the charcoal drawing that he did of this witch was just bone chilling so to hear you talk about that i i'm just sitting here like wow that is insane that this is now the second person i've had on this podcast that has had a recurring dream of a witch and has described her the same way that this charcoal drawing has been illustrated
1: that's that's pretty wild
0: (laughs) yeah so i was like i have to i have to pause you and tell you that so i love
1: it i i mean i i love it and i feel for the guy i mean i really do because you know it wasn't fun when you're a little kid you know you think you know leave me alone you know it, 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 it was horrible and I, I don't know how many times I had this witch like I said I'm old I can still remember the dream like it was last night I can still see the witch <coughs> like I dreamt it last night and it was that powerful of a of a of a whatever uh, but the more you delve into all this stuff whether it's paranormal whether it's alien or whatever the common threads that you find with other people. I hear, I get a lot of it, that have something that's just so incredibly bizarre, like dreaming about a witch and having a recurring dream about a witch, that more than one person has had that. Um, and what's, what's, what's the answer? I don't know what the answer is, or what's the reason? You know, the, the, the creator of Wizard of Oz maybe getting some kicks, I don't know. You know, it's, it's really, it's, it's quite bizarre. But I have so many people tell me things that are just like, wow, that is exactly, that is exactly what, what happened to me. Like, we're on the paranormal side. Um,
0: I, just, anyway, I just sent you a picture of that charcoal drawing just so oh, that cool. you, you can see it, um, just because you know I want to uh, see your feelings on it. Um, okay, but,
1: okay. Did you send them an email or?
0: Uh, via text.
1: Okay let's see i can't wait to see this
0: um mine i
1: can't draw a rock so i'm afraid
0: (laughs) it's what i loved about this artist that he found by chance um the artist was from i think he said Chile, and he does these charcoal drawings and they're so simple and they don't have a lot of detail but they have just enough that you're like wow, like that scares the crap out of me. Um, so for my listeners, I oh my background of course is gonna block it out. So I'm going to while you're kind of peeking at that. Um, we, so we have can- to
1: restart the phone because it's not loading.
0: Okay, I got,
1: nice, I got a nice phone. It happens all the time. This is only the second time, by the way, that something hasn't loaded. Really? Yeah, it it, it says it will not load.
0: So um, this is the charcoal but- depiction. Um, that,
1: is, that is too creepy it looks just, that's getting that's really good that's getting to I me. Mean, i'm not gonna lie it looks just yeah. like it looks just like it
0: that's that was um exactly so what he what he did with um this artist that he had was he basically said you know um I, I he wanted he didn't want anything like the when he was trying to find an artist he basically said like I don't want to have to give all this direction like I don't want you know constant edits and he's like I just want to be able to tell a person almost kind of like a police sketch I want to describe what I saw and then just have this person bring my vision to life and so he just whether it was the universe or I don't know what he this guy just found his way to him they never talked a day in their life life it was like they pretty much just he paragraphs and he would just be able to bring it to life and when he said um he saw the witch he was like that it was just so spot on so i think that that's insane
1: that is spot i'm looking at it now because i got restarted the phone and loaded uh that's insane it's the only way to word it that looks just like the witch i saw in my dreams the hat (laughs) that's Morgan that's pretty that's pretty wild
0: it is very wild that is
1: very wild
0: (laughs) I I literally my whole spine just like tightened up and I'm like oh my gosh
1: (laughs) (laughs) and of all the things for me to mention this dream I had I mean I was a little skeeter we're talking I don't know five six maybe I was really little when I had those dreams um yeah and I I still like I said I don't know when the stuff got into me. I really don't know, was I born with it? I, I honest to God, don't know. Was it the place in San Francisco? I, your guess is literally as good as mine as to when, 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 it, when it came into me. And the, the paranormal stuff, um, you know, I've had, I've had, like I said, oh my God. That's more in my later years is really the paranormal became really, really, really prevalent like the sounds in the house, like where I'm sitting now, I get knocks next to me all the time. Um, I was laying in, in the bedroom, this was a few years ago, and something ice cold touched my hand, like somebody did. Um, and it, 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 it was freezing cold and they touched my hand. Uh, this one over here, I totally touched my hand. And the one I was standing next to me, I don't know if I was alien or, or, or whatever, I, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but while we're going there, well, let me. Uh, you'll enjoy this one. This is out here in Taos, um, and I've had a lot of stuff. The, the pixie look, whatever. This probably takes the cake out here. This was two summers ago, and I had the d- screen door open. And Zoe, my little baby, starts barking. I didn't hear anything. She starts barking. Like if a fleas outside, she'll be barking. Uh, she starts barking, and I look out. And I hear this nonsensical, like rambling on by somebody across the street, walking up the street, dressed in a Michael Meyer outfit. I mean, exactly like Michael Myers, a jumpsuit. Um, And his hair is all disheveled, white guy, about, I don't know, 5'10 or so. And he's across the street. I'm looking at them. I say, "Well, we have a collection of crazies out here. I mean, we got a lot of them. This is this is crazy USA towels, us. and, and we have a lot." So I'm thinking hey, it's just another you know another loopy across the street, and I'm watching him. kind am of keeping an eye on the guy, and I see in his right hand a bright red object that I never knew what it was. Bright red, like almost like. I thought originally it was a cigarette lighter. I thought, oh, cigarette lighter. No, it was not a cigarette lighter. He had it in his right hand, this bright red. It's hard to describe, yeah. but it was round and appeared round at least in his hand. So he continues to walk up the street. He's walking up there, and I'm watching him. He doesn't see me. I don't think. Although I think this performance was for me. I do believe this was, this, was, this was in my vocabulary. He's walking across the street and I'm watching him. And uh, I look over to the side. My wife's sitting there with her headphones on with her computer. She won't, she won't look at it. And I'm like, you have to see this. She wouldn't. Um, so I, I go back to outside and he's gone. Wow. So I open the screen door. I brought, and I hear him right next to me.
0: Oh no. right,
1: right next to me.
0: I would shoot like, my hands.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, I could fly back in the house. I get this tool. I call Lucy. I call Lucille after uh Negan's bat in The Walking Dead. I, I, I grab Lucille and I, you know, I said, eh, you
0: know, this guy looked a little loony.
1: I go back, he's back across the street. Oh no. And it took me seconds. He's walking across the street on the fence. Uh, this fence across the street. I'm looking right at it right now. He's walking across the street. And I called my neighbor. Her husband was at work and I called her and said, Hey, make sure all your doors are locked. Cause you know, we got we got a loon out there. So she locks all our doors, calls her husband. She says, Hey, you know, you're coming, he's almost home. She says, Yeah, you better look out for this guy. Kurt says is out there, blah, blah. blah. So he comes driving down the street. He says, the flash, he says, my headlights looked at him. He says, he was the scariest looking guy. He said, he just looked insane or something. So he comes, pulls in, parks his car. And he's parked there on the gravel, watching him. Little me know, I didn't know, he called the cops. He called the cops on everybody. So he called the cops on this guy. And I'm standing out here and we're messaging each other. I said, you seeing this? He says, Yeah. So the guy walks down a little further, still in our range, and he stands there straddling the fence, staring into the fence. And we're like, what? I see the red thing in his hand. He leans over the most bizarre sideways lean over and he's gone. Poof, he vanished in the air gone
0: that would that would creep me out my neighbor
1: of course i'm loving it my neighbor parks the car he gets out what the fuck what's like he said that that can't happen i said well it did he said no that that can't happen and he had he has had other weirdness in his life so you we kind of were able to communicate and he says what the hell he goes inside comes back out and uh, meanwhile the cops are driving by and he, they called him up. And he says, well, the cops said, we don't see anybody. They said, yeah, I guess he's gone. <laughs> he doesn't tell the cops. Yeah, he vanished. Uh, so the cops go by. He's on the phone still to the cops. From up above this tree that's to the left of me, the neighbor's yard, from up above the tree, you hear this, like an electronic sound just. My best recreation. And it was. That, that, was, wow. pretty
0: that was pretty good. That's <laughs> pretty It
1: was loud and gone. And a little later on, I didn't know Rudy comes out. He's looking in the tree, he's looking in the gutter. I said, they all slow down. He's <laughs> looking in the gutter. I said, yeah. he said, well, I thought maybe he got in there. I said, you've seen it too many times. It's a little opening. I said, no. He says, well, maybe he jumped over the fence. I said, no. This fence is about six and a half feet tall. I said, this guy was Olympic quality, if he's able to leap over this fence. So, um, I should send you this. We start messaging each other for like an hour after this happens. He's back over there eating dinner or whatever. We're messaging each other out. Oh, that was so incredibly freaky. And uh, we're going back and forth. A little bit later, he messaged me again. He says, hey, man, did you see we had a third party involved in our messaging? At the top of the message, it's me, him, and a circle with the letter M in it. it was involved in our messaging. You clicked on the M and it said uh, no information. I believe what does it say? I still got it. I will never delete it. I believe it said no um. Where where here we go. Let me come up to the top. I got 10 million ones to scroll through here. Good God, (laughs) anyway. Oh, come on, do you think he jumped the fence? There it is. I woke up this morning, still trying to. This is from him. I woke up this morning, still trying to make sense about last night. I am definitely an advocate of logical reasoning and explanation. This one keeps me up for a while, pondering over the whole thing. It's the strangest thing I've seen in a long time. Oh. Uh, but this doesn't have this, it must be the other one. We had, two, we had two messages going on. And one says his initial, my initial. So you click on the one that said M and it said no information available. Cause I was gonna call it. I'm gonna go give him a call or message it. No contact information, but it was their, their thing. So the last part of the story this will give you goosebumps um i don't even notice it i'm out there out front i have a cigar i'm out there out front i have a cigar and i don't notice it a couple days later rudy says hey hey brother have you noticed the fence and i look over at the fence and right where he vanished right where he leaned over the fence had been freshly varnished right where he leaned over all the varnish is gone from the fence
0: what
1: whatever energy he sent to go back to wherever he went to took the varnish it's still you look at it to this day you see the varnish off and it's grown a little just because it's gotten a lot this is two years ago originally it looked just like the shape of him leaning over um hitting this little whatever was it a time traveler was it an alien i no clue to this day. I sure want him to come back, as weird as that sounds, but that's me. I really would. I'd love to sit down with this guy. Come on, come on. Mano a mano, what's going on here? You know, and I'd love to find out the truth, but in reality, if I was over there with him, it might have killed me. I don't know. The energy and this, this vanish. So I put that on Facebook. That was one of my biggest stories on Facebook. I called the Vanishing Man. You know, real, real, real unique name, Vanishing Man. Because, you know... He, <laughs> well, <laughs> like,
0: it's straight to the point i mean paid straight to the point <laughs> and he
1: was gone like like that and uh i still look it was around seven o'clock our time um uh, is when it happened um to this day around seven or so o'clock i'll look out there uh it was more fall because it was dark um uh, i've got a video actually i made of it um uh, which i could send to you which yeah. i filmed out front I think either the night afterwards or two nights afterwards. And I should send you the picture of the fence, um, which is pretty trippy. <laughs> it is. It is proof is in the pudding.
0: Lot, so that, you're blow like up my mind. So I will tell you, I was, I'm definitely, and have always been more of the, um, Like, I've never really watched anything on Aliens. I've never really watched anything, uh, like, sci-fi-y. i have always been more interested in in, uh, supernatural in terms of uh, ghosts and demons and hauntings and true crime. Um, And I'm not going to lie, like, hearing your stories right now is really kind of piquing my interest to really start researching more about uh, extraterrestrial life and just... yeah
1: okay here you go let me find i watched it two days ago and naturally you know i can't remember it on tubi in the documentary section there is a outstanding documentary of a very famous case Where's Tubi? there is um in new york over the brooklyn bridge and this happened years ago but the documentary uh which for all all the viewers like you do it it's phenomenal it's called do, 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 do. Right there. It's called The Alien Abduction. This is Linda Napolitano, I guess. Napolitano? I guess. The, the Alien Abduction Case of the Century, they call it. And it is about a little over an hour long. It is fantastic. Yeah. Her name is Linda, N A P O L I T A N O. And there were multiple witnesses to it. Uh, the government gets involved. It, it's an incredible case. Uh, it's, it's a number of years ago, but then they do the one afterwards. There's this little piece after they talk about her, which had me, this was, I saw this three days ago, believe me. And I'm sitting here getting teared up again. I mean, I'm big, big emotional log. Um, they talked about, um, okay, well, here we go again. I'm back in Vegas. I'm in Henderson. I'm in our second apartment complex. It's just me and my younger daughter. She's at school. and This is wild. Well, like everything else isn't. And I'm in the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom sitting on the, you know what, and I'm reading a AAA one uh, well, of their little magazines they send every month. So I'm reading it and I'm getting ready to go to the show. And I read it and I get to the back and it's funny because when things happen you, you remember everything. You remember every aspect until you can't remember it. So I'm not reading this thing. And I get to a smith party says it says vacation spot in Trinity, California. This cool house, and I feel myself going. And I'm trying to fight it. I'm trying so hard to fight it. And I feel myself going. This is one of the rare conscious actual things happen. And I'm gone. And uh I'm on a ship, and I'm shown my clone. We're talking. Spot on, Kurt. Lucky man. Uh, it's just me. And I am on. And that's all I remember now. But when it happened, I'm brought back to said can And I walk. I go in my bedroom. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. When this happens, to me at least, I'm a mess. I hate everybody. I eat everything for a day or two, and I have to calm myself down because it affects my nervous system so much that I'm a basket case. So you ever meet me and I'm just so angry. What are you mad at? Well, I don't know. It's I've probably been taken. So I go lay on the bed. And I'm trying to calm down. I'm dizzy, and I'm rem- I'm remembering at this point. I'm remembering everything. I'm remembering the grays. I'm remembering everything. I get out. And I walk around, this is a really nice, our second place was really cool. And I'm walking around one of the swimming pools and I'm walking around it. And as I'm walking around it, I physically feel my memory being taken away from me. It's so depressing. It's so sad. I'm trying like literally practically reaching in the air. No, come back, come back. At that point, I remembered everything. I mean, everything for the first time in my life. And now I remember hardly anything of it, except for the clone part. So I calm myself down, go to work, don't tell anybody. So go fast forward, I don't know how much time. Uh, It might've been a year, probably no less than a year. I go into the Orleans sports book in Vegas. And uh, this woman who has become a friend of mine forever now, um, says, hey, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in a long time. I never saw her. In my life. I looked at her. Her name's Lisa. I said, Lisa, we've never met. Oh, come on, man. You're such a joker. Of course we met. You played a horse racing tournament upstairs. Remember? And I'm like, no, I never played a horse racing tournament upstairs. It took me 15 to 20 minutes of talking to Lisa to convince her we had never met the person she met or whatever she met looked exactly i've got a goatee i'm bald six two big guy uh glasses She says he sounded like you he looked exactly like you had your mannerisms and played the horses rumor has it i've played the horses Uh, and i finally convinced her like i said it wasn't me And we, of course, joked about it forever afterwards. And I put it on Facebook. And a lot of people were like, oh, come on. It's just people look like you. I told Lisa, she said, you haven't come down to the Orleans and ask me, have I seen your clone? She says, I would swear on my deathbed that you, your twin, was in here. And uh, that was after I saw it on the ship. So then um, I believe that was it out there. I moved here, and I was staying at this dive hotel when I first got here. Eh, it's been a wild ride, and I'd come home from work, and I'm living downstairs, and this guy drives by, sees me standing on the second floor, I don't know, seven o'clock in the morning, and I meet him at work. He says, hey, what were you doing in your work outfit at 7 a.m. this morning? I said, what are you talking about, man? I said, I was sound asleep at 7 a.m. this morning. He says, oh, yeah, sure. He says, you were standing on the second floor looking out on the street. And I was not standing on the second floor. Same place. A manager comes in. He says, hey, man, what were you doing over there? I said, what are you talking about? He says, you're you're you were at the stoplight right, right, right next to me. I was gonna honk the horn, but I kept looking at you and waving, and you never you acted like you didn't even know I was there.
0: He mm-hmm. said, and he, and
1: he says you drove away. The Smiths up the street, a cashier there. I came in, she says, "Would you forget something?" And I said, "What are you talking about?" I said, "Did you see my clone too?" <laughs> and she says, "He looked exactly like you." Came in um, like 10 minutes or so before I... Now, I've never met this really handsome man. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but that's the three that I recall, or the four that I recall, Maybe have had another. I should write everything down. I'm terrible. Uh, but to this day, Lisa, who now has moved to Delaware, um, she would still, to this day, if you contact her on Facebook, she would verify that, Yeah. yeah She saw my clone.
0: My neck of the woods. Maybe I'll uh I'll have to ask her for coffee or something.
1: (laughs) She's 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 an absolutely wonderful person. Her husband just passed away, so she's having a hard time. But yeah, Lisa is uh, a doll, an absolutely wonderful human being. And when you meet Lisa and spend 10 10 minutes with Lisa, you realize she is a no bullshit person. If Lisa says Yeah, she is absolutely no bullshit. And like I said, when she told me, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm looking over at her. I thought she was hitting on me. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, you know, I'm alright." And and uh, yeah, so that was. But I had a lot. We haven't even gone into Vegas. I had so much stuff happen to me in Vegas. I had a witch in Vegas. Like, Actually,
0: honestly i feel like we have to do like uh, we got to make you a part of this podcast like segment <laughs> like, we'll do like sundays with kurt <laughs> you No, know, yeah. i feel like there's just like if i like honestly i feel like we will talk until the sun comes up because like yes i just want to i want to soak it all up and and know more but i'm like we're going on 10 o'clock um so I think we, I think we. Just, I'm just coming to the conclusion that we're going to have to do a part two if you're open to it.
1: <laughs> of course I am. Like I'm an open book. I mean, I, like I said, I, I love talking about this stuff, and I don't really have anybody right now I talk to on Facebook. You know, it's not exactly talking, you know, you're messaging. Um, but, uh, Oh, absolutely. You say well.
0: I'll definitely, uh, I'm going to work this into the podcast because I think it would be really neat to, like I said, do a cool segment. Like we'll do, you know, if there's a day of the week that works better for you, um, you know, like, like I said, Sundays with Kurt, Mondays with Kurt and we'll do (laughs) it. like Tuesdays
1: with Maury. Yeah. Movie.
0: <laughs> yeah we'll have like a you know we'll find um whether it be you know personal stories or if we want to talk about horror movies and review some but i think it would be kind of neat to to make you a permanent part of this podcast because i think it's pretty cool um i feel like you have a lot to offer so we'll, well have to we'll have amazing. to say like to be continued to all to the listeners <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love it yeah horror movies yeah we could talk about a few, a, just a few. How many have I seen this week already? Oh yeah, it's. it's <laughs> I'm like well, a junkie. I get on Tubi. Okay, let me see. Let me see. see. <laughs> let me see. I, I, is, I look on Tubi and see the movie. Then I get online and see Rotten Tomatoes rating. And I use. Oh, well, I, use I never
0: follow Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like they're never like on point.
1: They lately I've been disappointed. They had one that was called Ghost Town is on there. I think that's what it's called. And I loved it. It's so hokey. And Rodney Tomatoes gave it 20%. It's a Western. And I'm a sucker for Western. And I thought, I'm going to watch it. And I loved it. And I gave it a review. I I I even review the horror movies on Facebook. I mean, I'm sick.
0: (laughs) No, but, but honestly, like, I would much rather read a horror movie review from, you know, like somebody who actually watches them. Then right. I don't even know who, like, we don't know who these credits are. And I feel like they're don't never not. like, we see Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm like, oh, I would take that with a grain of salt. Like, I don't pay attention <laughs> to that. It's, it's I, never on point. Like, some of the best horror movies that I've seen, um, especially nowadays, I feel like there's no original ideas. Um, they've had like low ratings. And honestly, I will say, I don't know if you've seen it yet. If you have not seen it, the movie hush is probably one of the best cat and mouse horror movies that i have seen in a long time what's it called hush i have
1: not seen it really no so it's a
0: netflix movie i don't know because it was it me and my husband we first started dating so this is about going on seven years now this when this came out um and it came out on Netflix and I was like, ooh, this looks like kind of spooky. I was like, let's watch it. And it honestly leaves you on the edge of your seat because it is a just, um, you have to watch the trailer, watch the trailer. And um, I highly- Oh, that it. looks creepy.
1: I'm looking at it. That it, creepy. Because
0: it's a play on senses. Um, and just the- The creativeness and the like, it's been a while since I've seen a horror movie that has actually made me like, gave me anxiety watching it because I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't imagine being in this person's shoes. So, highly, highly recommend Hush if you. I will
1: definitely, I'm reading the review a deaf writer, blah blah blah, retreats to the woods. Oh, this looks great. Oh, wow, it's
0: it's awesome! It's a good movie to watch. Um, and if well, you I'll have, have
1: to start writing down my horror movies, so you know.
0: Yes, yes, and if you have the
1: horror movies with us, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen Fear Street, um, have you watched the series Fear Street on Netflix? No. That one's just really cool because they have different time periods, and it's like it's almost like a a way more mature goosebumps. Um. Because I, I thought it Juice was, <laughs> yes, I was always a huge goosebumps fan. So when it came out on Netflix, I was like, oh my gosh. So I watch, it's a, like, I wouldn't kind of say it's, it's an anthology, but it's not because it's almost like a three-parter and it takes place, like, one is kind of more in like a Salem witch trial era and one is in the 80s and then one is in like the 90s. It's
1: I called think. Fear Street?
0: fear street and they have oh, the digital say like part one two and three but
1: i don't have netflix but i've got sneaky ways to uh
0: yeah it's so it's so awesome so those will probably be my two top recommendations
1: all right cool well, I'll, I'll definitely gotta see well, it was hush oh my god that look but the, the little video looks scary
0: oh well, you're gonna love it you're i don't scare it.
1: easy i'll have to i'll have to see it that looks that looks fantastic
0: very yeah. excited that you haven't seen it because i love like i hate when i recommend a movie and they're like oh yeah i saw it and i'm like so what'd you think you know like so i'm excited to share that with you in the because it's so worth it it's all well, awesome. we'll
1: share this next time we talk because i'll see it probably tomorrow i'll find it uh, yeah I'll, <laughs> hopefully i'll find it somewhere oh i'm watching it that's done
0: Yes. Yes. So, um, part two to be continued. Um, and as I always say at the end of all of our sessions, um, until next time, do you want to join me, Kurt?
1: Done deal.
0: All right. Ready? Let's get weird. (laughs) So Laura
1: was right. You're a wonderful person.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm just, I was so happy um, that she connected us because I think it's its going to be a really awesome uh, partnership, you know, to kind of have you on the, the podcast and to hear more from you. So thanks oh. again for, for joining us. And until part two, can't wait to talk about Hush with you. Um, we'll kind of review a <laughs> couple, couple of the homework assignments I've left you with <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Excellent. All right. Well, you have a great night.
1: You too. Sleep well.
0: You too. Bye.